Good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers of Africa. Welcome again to Zolabantu, Pure Spirituality. You know that we began with the foundation course that took us over 28 chapters to be able to lay the foundation for you to really understand what is the African and black problem. And now we just jumped into pure spirituality because we believe that at Zolabantu that the key problem of Africa is because we fell from our position of spirituality. Everything that you see right now in the world, prayers and churches, all that is religion. Many people do not understand what it means to be a spiritual person. Sometimes we confuse spirituality with religion. You know, Master Yeshua gave an amazing example of spirituality when he spoke to the Pharisees. He said that you keep, you clean, you clean the outside of a cup but while the inside of the cup is dirty. So this is a human being. Imagine this cup is a human being. So the spirit is what is inside the cup. And outside the cup is what is called the body. So in religion, you focus more on the outside appearance. You're doing gestures, you're praying, you're fasting, you're going to church, you're paying tithes and offerings. But inside your heart, it's not clean. But spirituality... You clean the inside of the cup first. There's not much attention that is put on the outside of the cup because once the inside is clean, then even the outside begins to become clean automatically. So in spirituality, you live from the inside out. But in religion, which is dominating the world today, you live from the outward in. It is the thing that you do outside, your gestures, which gives you an impression that you have been elevated before God. But in spirituality, God looks at your heart, what is coming out of your heart, you see? So there's a lot of confusion in that. So Africa, basically, we forgot how to live in pure spirituality. We have basically been driven into religion to blind ourselves thinking that we are actually spiritual, but we are not. Many people are religious and they think that they are spiritual. Religion also comes with intellect. Many people think that they are, because they have a high level of an intellectual mind, then it means that they're spiritually elevated. False. Scientists can be can have a degree and PhDs, but he's creating atomic bombs. But the spirit which has virtues and values cannot create an atomic bomb. So it is possible for you to be rich, a billionaire with so much money, but you, your spirit is basically asleep and your, your spirit is dead. That is why we have the kind of world we have today because the majority of the people are spiritually dead but religiously and intellectually alive. Eating properly, living nicely, nice car, nice house, wife, children, but your spirit is asleep. So that is why at Solabantu, we look at the spirit and we teach pure spirituality. You know, uh, ancient Egypt and Kemet was one of the key foundation of the African civilization. But African civilization began even way back by Ethiopia, Kachopia. We say in Congo, Kachopia. But now they say Ethiopia. You see, that is where the African civilization began. And then we moved after the Great Flood to Kingipiti, which they now call Egypt with our father 
Congo uh, Nimi, who the Europeans call Noah. So we built the greatest civilization, which is called the Golden Age, with three key principles. Zola, Ngangu, Lendo. Love, purity, and justice. Our father, Congo Nimi, God gave him three sons. And he said, on your first son, I'm going to give him the knowledge of being a priest to me, connecting people to God, to be in Saku. Your second son will have the knowledge of science to understand nature and see how he can make this your environment comfortable for you to live in. Mpamvu. And your third son, Lendo, will have the wisdom on how to govern the society, which we call Nzinga. So these are the three principles and pillars of pure spirituality. Even an African mother is cooking fufu or ugali, she places three stones and a pot on top. So the three stones are the three pillars of the society and the pot is the society. So for the food to be cooked well and perfectly for people to consume, those three pillars need to come together and then they create the fire to heat up the pot which is the society. So this is how the civilization of Egypt and Kemet was constructed under these three principles. The priests, the governors, and the scientists. But the priest was connected to God. The pyramid was like this. On top we had the priest, and then below we had the governor, and we had the scientist. The priest would get the instruction from God by intuition, and then he would pass the instruction to the governor or king or pharaoh or leader, and then the leader would give the instruction to the people, like this. Priest, governor, the people, and the scientists. So this is how we ran our society, you know. But unfortunately, we became egocentric. The priest began to um, love material things, you know. With the invasion of the foreigners, different lifestyles came to Egypt. Uh, even our kings began and pharaohs began to intermarry with other nations for as allies and allegiance. All this led to our society changing in its behaviors because of foreign intervention. And because of this and also our own stupidity as Africans to adopt Western influences of the Asians and the Greeks, it led to the fall, what we call the fall of Egypt around 2000 years before Master Yeshua Yesu or Jesus with the invasion of the gay emperor Alexander the Great. So this is what led to the fall of the civilization of Egypt, of Africa, that was built in light. We call it a civilization of light. Light in pure spirituality, it means love, purity, and justice. You see, so there was love, there was purity, there was justice, there was Zola, Ngangu, Lendo. So, and then after the civilization of Egypt fell, you know what happened. Master was taught to take the children of Israel out into a great exile. That lasted for over 1,000 years. We moved up and down in pain. We lost knowledge. We rot. Black people rot in Egypt. The Greeks got their knowledge from Egypt. Great philosophers learned in Egypt. Pythagoras, Plato. They came to learn in Egypt from black people, your ancestors and my ancestors. We rot. But this exile of 1,000 years from around 1,400 BC up to almost 690 AD, we're being chased everywhere, we're being killed, despised, we lost knowledge. Knowledge began to be transmitted orally. 
We begin to even lose some of our values. Our traditions change. We begin to move around with no, even with no clothes because we're in, we're in pain, my dear brothers and sisters. So, and then they came again, you know, in the 14th century, you know, to enslave us. They began the slavery around 1754, up to 1850, almost 100 years we've been sold everywhere as merchants. And then they came again to basically colonize us for over 500 years. So a black man has really suffered, you know, because I like how Sister Shani says is that, you know, if we were not strong, we would have been completely extinct. But it's because we Africans are strong, that is why we still exist today, my dear person said. So this is the message of Zola Bantu for us to be able to retain the principles of pure spirituality, of love, purity, and justice, to gain our place again. So that is what we're teaching you, pure spirituality, for you to understand the spirit that lives inside you. You know, it's like you're in a car, you know, the body is the car. The car needs to be driven by a driver. Imagine a car where you just switch it on and press the accelerator with no driver. It will create a lot of accidents. So that is the importance of a driver to exist. The spirit needs to be able to drive your car and the spirit comes with what? If you're a driver, you need to know the road regulation. You need to know when to stop. You need to know when to respect the street lights. You need to respect the, the policemen when they stop you. So the spirit also comes with its characteristics and gifts, which is mentioned in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. The spirit comes with love, purity, peace, joy, kindness, self-control, gentleness, faithfulness. Now you're supposed to use this in your various activities in the world to be able to fulfill the activities of the spirit. But unfortunately, we live in a world where the car is driving on its own. The spirit is asleep. Master Yeshua says, you become dead in spirit, my dear brothers and sisters. So we begin our teaching at Zolavantu with the foundation course to make you understand of the paradigm. That we used to have a paradigm of Ubuntu based on those three principles of love, religion, and justice. But now, since the invasion of the Greeks and the Romans, colonization, enslavement, and even what has happened in Africa for 500 years, we lost our paradigm of Ubuntu. We entered into the paradigm of accumulation of riches. Of riches. Life became about to have. If you have a nice car, if you have nice shoes, it means that your life has found fulfillment. You know, my dear brothers and sisters. So we need to change that paradigm. Reject the current paradigm. Stop being alienated and go back to the paradigm of Ubuntu. The paradigm of Kimuntu. The paradigm of Zolangangu Lendo. Makakumatatu Ma Lembakungu. My dear brothers and sisters, welcome to spiritual awakening and wake up of the conscience. In chapter 1, we spoke to you about the law of movement, part 1, that everything is a movement. In part 2, we spoke to you that Mother Earth is dying. This thing that we rely on to live and enjoy life. You're driving, you're going to parties, the earth that we live in, it has gotten to the last phase of its evolution. And soon it's going to decomposition. The part three, we spoke to you about Mother Earth has entered into a car wash. Purification, judgment is happening at the moment. And now we're in chapter two, part one, we spoke to you about, you read the Bible, this book, it's not to be read, to be read, intellectually it has a lot of symbols in there 
And of course, it was manipulated in the Council of Nietzsche, the Council of Kostanempo, but not everything was completely manipulated. There are a few concepts in here that were not touched that can still help you. So we're going to base some of our references using this text, but you can use any book out there that really explains the laws of creation. That is okay, my dear brothers and sisters. So you're supposed to read this book with your spirit and not your intellect. Many pastors today in the world, especially in Africa, read the Bible with their intellect. How can you decode the parable of the ten virgins? How can you decode the parable of the talents? How can you decode what is the Tower of Babel? How can you decode the Adam and Eve and the serpent and the fruit? How can you decode all that, my dear brothers and sisters, their parables? How can you decode the book of Revelation? Hmm? When they say someone is, when someone is sitting on the cloud, does it mean someone sat on the cloud? How can you decode symbolic language? Because the Bible was coded. You know? When the Greeks came to Egypt to invade us, you know, we used to code hmm, truths in symbols into a way of storytelling so we can teach children who were in Egypt, in, in Nazareth school, we were being taught, okay, Adam and, there was a man called Adam and Eve, and his Adam and his wife Eve, and they ate the fruit, their eyes opened, they were influenced by the serpent. These were symbolic language for small kids in Nazareth school, written in books in the library. But when they went through initiation, they were able to be taught the true meaning behind those stories of Tower Babel, and many, many other stories were being decoded after that. But these Greeks came to the libraries of, of Egypt. They took the books written for kids. They went to understand it intellectually. Cooked it up in the council of Nietzsche. Cooked it up in the council of Constantinople. And came to your ancestors. And began to dominate you. And gave you things that you knew in your spirit. You turned it into religions today. Some even believe that one man's death on the cross saved your entire sins. How are you going to grow spiritually? So today we're going to pick it up from part two. The time of the church is over. And we only have 3.5 years left. How can you decode 3.5 years left? My dear brothers and sisters, the prophecy of Daniel. The time of the church is over and we only have 3.5 years left. My dear brothers and sisters, you know, we said that the Christic energy has entered where we are. And the eternal gospel is what has pulled this Christic energy. It has come to do what? Purification. Mothers, fathers, and sisters, brothers, you are following us all over the world. The diaspora, we are right inside the last judgment, if you do not know. We are in full judgment that the Christic energy is first purifying the entire earth. It has also purified people. And it's also purifying all domains of life, starting from economy, finance, Juristic, politics, social, scientific domains, environmental domains, even religion. All religions in the world will be purified, my dear brothers and sisters. Purification means to be washed. When you enter into the shower, the poor water on your face, all the dirty things begin to fall. That's what we call purification. And that is exactly what is happening at this particular moment. You know? The harvest is happening. Judgment is happening. It means... Anything and everything that is not vibrating in the will of God will be rejected. If it does not follow light, life, beauty, and justice, it will be completely rejected. Whether it is religion, politics, or whatsoever, that will not run in the will of God, it will be rejected. 
You know, the will of God means the laws of creation. You know, because this is his time. He left for us a long time. And, you know, the Homo sapiens gained consciousness of who he was 150,000 years ago. So from 150,000 years ago up to now, we're still moving in foolishness. That's a long time. A lot of millennials, basically, we did as we liked. But this time around, the highest himself has done an intervention. Nothing else is above him. It is time. There is no escape, my dear brothers and sisters. Whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you are a president or a people or even a head of a church, every human spirit below, every human spirit is below the laws of God. But the laws of God will be accomplished. If you do not want to accomplish the world, the laws of God and the laws of creation, you will be bruised and you will be rejected. This is the time of Aquarius. Be warned. You know, we have disturbed a lot of uh, elementals. We have disturbed entities that we call the master symbiotes, the genius creators, the ones that take care of the plants and the animals and the forest and the, the sky and the, the, the clouds. The ones that take care of the sun, they make sure that the sun rises up in the morning. All those things are called entities. They're the ones that protect and take care. They're like the softwares of God. They're the servants of God. The Christians confuse them to be angels. No, they're actually beings of nature at a different vibration. We do not see them, but they exist in the world with us here. We have disturbed them, you know. These people always do the will of God. We, the humans of the earth, we have disturbed them so much in manipulation of the natural laws. You go, you take some seed, you, co you, you combine it in different ways in your laboratory, you remove the means for it to be natural, all this scientific manipulation in laboratories. We are disturbing the work of the Simbis. But this time around, my dear brothers and sisters, the highest has given them a more sophisticated mandate. Any human spirit that would try to disturb them like we have done, like we are accustomed to disturb them in the past, we will receive the wrath of God, a return shock. Back in the days, it used to only happen after a long time, but this time around, your karma will return to you first, a wrath of God you will face. We are, we are basically warning you, you know, pay attention. We are in the last judgment, my dear brothers and sisters. Pastors, you say, oh, Jesus is coming again. Oh, Christians, get ready for the rapture. You are saying it intellectually, in a fleshly manner. You know, but we are here to return you to the right track. You know, we told you in the introduction that many personalities that you read in the Bible, Isaiah, Elijah, Jeremiah, you know, they have returned. Many of them have returned. Others even went back. They came silently and left without you detecting them. Incarnation has no barrier. You know, it has no racial barrier. You were born white, maybe now you are black. You were born black in the back in the days in your past incarnation. You were white. You were maybe black, but now you are Asian. You were white. Now you are black. The incarnation has no barrier. You know the other incarnation. You were Muslim. This incarnation, you were born in the as a Christian. The other incarnation, you were basically a Jew. Maybe this incarnation, you are born an African. So when you understand these principles, it becomes much easier for you. Maybe you were a slave master in the 1800s. You used to ship slaves all over, making black people suffer. For 40, 60 years after your death, you return as an African, living there in Sudan or Somali, in pain, facing your cameras. You never ask yourself why. 
my dear brothers and sisters, you have to go. You know, like we said that, you know, when right in the middle of judgment, all the domains of life are not being missed. Everything is being purified. You know, we do not walk according to the will of God. It will just be a pain for us. You continue to get this mark and beatings of the Christic lens. You know, that radiation, the Christic energy, you know, basically it will see up to smacking you up to the point you'll be able to return back to God. If not, you'll be rejected, my dear brothers and sisters. The time of Aquarius is the time of justice of God. You know, it is the justice of God that will reign and the love of God that will reign in the last stages of the reign, of the time of Aquarius. So it is time of the justice of God it has come back in force and there is no escape, my dear brothers and sisters. The time of Aquarius is the time of the justice of God. If we see in the book of Revelation chapter 14, Chapter 14, verse 14, you can read it in your Bible. Um, John writes to say that, uh, I saw a cloud. I saw a white cloud. We told you last time that the Bible is a symbolic book. It is coded. So when the Bible says clouds, don't take it literally. Cloud is the glory of God. It means the glory of God. So what John meant was he saw somebody he saw the glory of God. Let's continue. You know, and on the clouds was seated a person who was like the son of God. He had a gold crown on his head. Hmm. What did we say gold was in pure spirituality? Let's decode it. It means someone sat in the glory of God and he wore a gold crown. You know, we will return to speak about this later on, my dear brothers and sisters. But for now, know that gold symbolizes purity. So when they say he wore a gold crown, it means he is the king of purity. It is not that he wore a physical crown and you place it in a material manner to say he wore a golden crown. No, here John is telling us that the son of man is the king of purity. Basically standing in the glory of God and he is wearing a golden crown, it means he's the king of purity. He's the king of justice. But since it is an initiation language, he says he wore a crown. So don't take uh, the, the crown in a physical manner and think that he wore a crown, of, a crown of gold on his head. No, it simply means purity. You know, And it says, let's continue. He had a sharp sickle on his, on his arm. A sharp sickle. You know what a sickle is? It's, it's a ripping hook, a bagging hook. A sharp sickle means the word of God, a sword. So look at this man, standing in the glory of God, in the purity, and also with the word of God, which is saying here, a sickle. So you see the Bible is very symbolic. You cannot read it as black and white. Sickle means word. Gold means purity. Cloud means glory. So. The Bible says he swung his sickle unto the world and the earth was harvested. Hmm. He will give you verses for you to be able to continue your own, in your own personal time because we will not be able to discuss everything here. You, you also have to do an awakening on your own. So what does all this mean in this particular verse of Revelation chapter 14 verse 14? It means when we arrived here, this eternal gospel, it is, it's, its goal is judgment. But what is judgment? Judgment is what? Judgment is coded to mean harvest. Read the parable of the weed in Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. Judgment, judgment means harvest. Judgment is not to do you something bad, or, but to do you something good, to check whether you are a good plant or a weed. Hmm? And whether you want to switch from a weed to become a good plant, 
to go into the barn of God. It is to show you that it is to show you your debt and your impurities that is inside of you, in your thoughts, in your intuition, in your words, in your works, so you can be warned. You all know what happened to the weeds after the good plants we harvested in Matthew chapter 13, verse 30. He sent his servants, they picked up, they began with the weeds. They were removing the weeds, removing the weeds, removing the weeds, and then after that they took the weeds, tied them up and took them where? Into the fire. But the good plants were taken where? Into the barn. So it is time for you to be able to renounce your wrongs and enter into the year of grace, the Lord's barn. If you're not warned, you know, if you take this as a, as a game, like they say in Lingala, it will be very, very difficult for you. So my mothers, my fathers, my brothers and sisters, there will be no more time because we are at the end of time. You know, we stayed in the church to wait for the groom. But study well the parable of the ten virgins. What did they say in Matthew chapter 25? They say, in the middle of the night, a servant came and began to say, now the groom is here. Now the groom is here. So the virgins arose in darkness. Those that had the light, they could see. Hmm, that is deep. Those that had the light, they could see. The Bible is deep. Can you decode that? But those that did not have the light, they were not able to see. Christians believe that Jesus will come on the crow, he will come on the clouds, and we'll see him. What about blind people? If you are blind, if someone is coming on the clouds and you are blind, will, will you be able to see him? When they say all eyes will see him, what if you are blind? What if you are born blind? Hmm? So you have to be able to understand that the Bible does not speak of things in a physical way. These are spiritual things, my dear brothers and sisters. So the, the virgins who had their light on were able to see. Are you able to see the Christic energy at this particular point, my dear brothers and sisters? So. We here at Solabantu, we are among the servants that is calling you to let you know the groom is here. You were the virgins in the church. In the time of the church for 2,000 years, it was great. You did a lot of work. It is very good. You delivered people from evil. Awesome job. You became an apostle. Awesome. You planted ministries and churches all over the world. You traveled from Europe. You went to become a missionary in Africa. You won many people to Christ. Felicitation. Thank you. But the groom is here. Mm-hmm. Zolavantu is telling you it is no longer the time of the church. It, 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 is the, it, it is the time for you to turn on your light because very soon we are entering into the wedding feast of the Lamb. La noce de la new in the Christic reign. So when that groom is coming, like the eternal gospel began to speak, but now the groom is here. The Christic energy has come to wash those that have entered into the car wash. Mm. So if you see in the book of Revelation, in chapter 4, there you will see that they are saying that people who will enter into the wedding feast of the Lamb, they have whitened their robes. Only those who have whitened their robes. They have whitened their robes. They have whitened their actions. They have whitened their works, their thoughts. They have, they have whitened the way they speak. Why? They are preparing themselves to enter into the Christic reign. But my brothers and sisters, we have danced during the time of the church. We danced. We sweated dancing in the time of the church. We sang during the time of the church. But now we are entering into a different dispensation. In this dispensation that we are about to enter, there is a need for you to be able to adjust yourself. You need to do an awakening. You need to attract attention 
and you also need to wake up spiritually. You know, we are insisting, my dear brothers and sisters, that we are no longer in the time of the church. The churches are what Master Yeshua used to call in his parable the virgins. Others took hold of the light. Others, their light were off, they were in darkness. See, therefore, the period of 2,000 years was the time of the pieces, the time of the fish, you know. But that during that time of 2,000 years, others among us became pastors, others became apostles, bishop, this, uh, bishop, this, pastor, prophetess. Others took on various ministries to help people, and they helped. Some even led people astray. We're not judging you. But now there's a voice that is shouting. The voice of Papa Kumani and Papa Alfonso Diasonama through the platform of Solavantu. The groom is here. All that you did for 2,000 years is over. Now you have to be prepared to wear a good robe. Change your way of thinking. So you can have access to the wedding feast that is about to happen inside the world. The, the wedding feast will change all sorts of domains of life. We would not enter into the wedding feast of the Lamb like how we have reigned in the time of the pieces. No. Wild purification so that your cloth can become clean and you can wear gold, the purity of God. To take your cloth, so it is time. Take your cloth to the laundry. Take your thoughts to the laundry. Take your works, your actions, your words to the laundry. Take your humanity and take it to the laundry. You are being washed in the car wash. So, you can, so, so that you can be able to avoid access to the year of grace. Hmm? That you waited for over 1,000. You've been waiting for 1,000 years. It is here. It's time for you to wash your robe, my dear brothers and sisters. So, see where the highest taught the servants to go now. You know, they came as servants who were basically precursors of the Son of Man. To tell you, Christian brothers and sisters, those of you who have guarded the church, you did good. Those that did it well, they did it in a perfect way. When you're wearing, when you're basically hearing our voice at, at this particular time, as all Bantu, the time of the church is over. We announce the end of the time of the church. We invite all men and women to go and wash their robes. And, my dear brothers and sisters, sadly, and for you, for this particular moment, to wash your robes, you can't be sent to go and wash your clothes the whole day. No. We only have three years and a half. And this is prophetic and symbolic. Because the time of Aquarius is seven years that corresponds normally to a period of 2,560 years. Go and decode the, the message of Prophet Adapt of Prophet Daniel. He spoke about... Hmm, the seven weeks. Hmm. So, we have half the time of 3.5 years, which is half the time of 2,560 years to wash our robes. And the remaining 3.5 years, we shall enter into the wedding feast of the Lamb, my dear brothers and sisters. So, Pastor, go and wash your robe. You ask me, ah, ah. What is the soap? It is the voice of the eternal gospel that you are hearing, the voice of Papa Kumani and Alfonso Diasonama to the platform of Zolabantu we are offering you all. It is appropriate. This soap is very, very appropriate and very, very efficacy so that you can be able to wash your robe in the right way. Remember the words of Master Yeshua when they entered into the wedding feast. They found one woman who basically, they found one lady who did not wash her robe properly. She was thrown out 
into the dark where there was weeping and gnashing of the teeth. My dear brothers and sisters of Solar Bantu and the world, we have said something very important. You know, Papa Nkumani announced certain things by the authority that was given to him by Master Yeshua, Jesus Christ. And we announced to the world the end of the time of the church. All that the church will do now, it will not work. It is over. The virgins, the friend of the groom has called, is calling the virgins into the wedding feast. The time to hide yourself with your light in the church, the ark of Noah, it is over. Now at the preparative that we are of the feast, washing in the car wash has begun, but you have three years and a half. Three years and a half to put to order your politics of your nations. The politics of your nation need to be based on the will of God. You will design it according to the will of God. Three years and a half to put in order your economics. And even the economies of your nation, in agriculture, in industry, in service, the economy has to be in service of nature and in service of good well-being of people. Three years and a half to put order your societies, your family code, your environment, the politics of, the, of, of education, the politics of habitation. Three years and a half to redefine what is supposed to be an appropriate army. Three years and a half to return to spiritual activities. The time of the fish is over. Taking care of yourself in groups and association, it is over. This is the voice of Papa Kumani and Alfonso Jesonoma through the platform of Zolabantu. The voice of the servant of the high God, the voice of prophet Daniel is announcing to you. The highest has given you three years and a half. Three years and a half is 2,560 years. Now, if you calculate the end of the time of the pieces, Bible says Master Yeshua was on the cross and then when he died on the cross, there was darkness all over at 3 p.m. Cosmic night, we spoke about it. We entered, that was the time of the pieces. The time of the pieces came to an end. The arrival of the promise of Master Yeshua, the spirit of truth incarnated in the body of Mokimbao. He brought with him the eternal gospel, which brought the Christic energy in the time of Aquarius. So it means the time of Aquarius began around the 14th century, somewhere there. Now calculate from the 14th century, 2,560 years forward, half of that. Hmm. And we're in 2021. How much years is left before we enter into the wedding fest? Hmm. My dear brothers and sisters, it is time to wash your robe. We love you so much, Zolabantu. And uh, this was basically to tell you that you have to be able to understand that the time has come to the end. You have to be able to redefine your life. You have to be able to get this soap that we are giving for free. This soap to wash every part of your life, clean every part of your life. So you can be able to, your, your robe can be white. So you can be able to enter into the banquet. Don't be like the woman who was thrown out into the darkness where it was gnashing and weeping. My dear brothers and sisters, the time of the church is over. We only have 3.5 years left. You can decode it. I have decoded it for you. You can read the book of Prophet Daniel. 
he explains and you can decode the Bible with the Bible to be able to find that it's 2,560 years and half of that 1,000 years will be left to be able to be in the reign of a thousand years and then when the sons of God return to the spiritual kingdom the world will be full of evil people but by then the earth will be decomposing. We love you so much as Zolobantu. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing day. And tune in for part three, my dear brothers and sisters, of pure spirituality. Spiritual wake up, wake awakening and wake up of the conscience, chapter two. We love you so much.